You got to know yourself. You got to know what you want. And what does that mean? I mean, you have to discover for yourself, but dis- to discover who you are. Like, what are you good at? What are you bad at? What do you like? What do you don't like? Where are your flaws? Where are your weaknesses? Work to improve those. Where are your strengths? Work to enhance those. You know, like know yourself, know where, what you want. Those are two huge things. And then don't make any excuses. You know, the excuses are the easiest thing in the world. It's the easiest out. We're all victims. Okay. We're all victims of something, but don't let that be your excuse. You know, it's when you take ownership, good or bad, that's when things turn around in your life. Hey, it's Emily here. You know that uniqueness you have? I call it the it factor. We all have it, but some of us either really need to identify it or start to empower it. This show is all about giving you the lessons, tools, and principles I've learned after building a nine-figure sales organization, training leaders around the globe, and working alongside of some of the most influential people in this world. So now it's time to de-plug from your outside world and plug into your new world here. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. I am here today with a legend. You have probably seen him in some of the top comedic films. You may see him on TV, on sports broadcast, or maybe you've even seen him on Instagram. Rob Riggle is a legend. He's not only had an amazing career thus far, but he's served our country as a Marine And he is all out an amazing man that I am blessed to have on the show today. So thank you for being here. Nice intro. Thank you for that. I mean it. Way more than I deserve. No, I am so honored to have you on this couch. (laughs) Truly. Well, I appreciate it. Truly. Thank you. Just getting to know you a little bit and and knowing uh, Rob grew up in the Midwest. And I just want you to talk about your come up story because it is truly so awe-inspiring what you've created in your life. But I always like people to know where you come from and what that looked like. So let's dive in. Sure, sure. Um, uh, Well, you mentioned I'm from Kansas City, so I grew up in the Midwest. Overland Park, Kansas, to be specific. It was a little suburb of Kansas City. Really nice childhood, really great place to grow up. Midwest uh, uh, back in the 80s was a really fun place. Um, and, uh, I, 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 followed the path that most people my age, uh, and, and that region did, which was go to, you know, go to, go to school, play sports, um, go on to college, which I was fortunate enough to do, uh, and pursued, uh, theater film there, which I really loved. But at the time, you know, I, I, I didn't know anybody in in California or New right. York or in show business. Right. So I, I liked doing it and I, I loved film. I loved theater, but I, it, it wasn't real. It didn't seem like, Oh, that's a, that's a viable way to make a living. Yeah. So I, I said, okay, well I, I'll, I enjoyed that, but now what am I going to really do? You know, which is kind of a Midwest mindset, you know, it's that, Truly. okay, that's sure. Dream all you want, but what are you really going to do? How are you going to pay your bills? Yep. And, and so I, I bought into that mindset. Um, and, and I, you know, again, I just didn't think it was not that I was, uh, in any way hindered, but I, I just didn't think it was in the cards. I didn't think it was something that was even possible because it's such a long shot. And, and, uh, so I was like, well, so much for that. 
so I, I, what am I going to do? Well, I, I was lucky enough to have my pilot's license when I was in college. So I got a guaranteed flight contract with the Marine Corps. And I always wanted to serve. I'm a very patriotic guy. I, I, I do love this country. I know we have uh, some faults and, and some things that aren't perfect, but that's, show me a place that is. Right, exactly. You know? um, and we're always working on it. You know, we're always trying to improve, uh, which I appreciate that as well. Um, so I wanted to serve. And, and so I said, well, this is, this is my chance to do it. So that's what I did. And, and, uh, and I will give the Marines a lot of credit. Because people are always like, how do you go from the Marines to comedy? They I seem know. like they're polar opposite. But, yeah. And, I, and yeah, they are. Yeah. But, you know, I never changed my personality to become a Marine. You know, I was always me. Uh, I'm always going to be me. That's awesome. Uh, now, when I put on my Marine hat, I did what I had to do as a Marine. Yeah. But it doesn't change my personality. It doesn't mean I'm not going to have fun. It doesn't mean I'm not going to make fun of situations. It doesn't mean I'm not lighthearted. It doesn't mean I have, I'm without joy. It doesn't mean any of those things. It doesn't mean I, I check my judgment at the door or anything like that. Uh, it just means I have respons- more responsibilities. That's right. all it meant. Exactly. Um, so, uh, but I give the Marines a lot of credit because when I went in the Marines, you know, I, I joined when I was 19. Uh, you know, when I finished undergrad, I was 22. And, and that's when I kind of really dove in. And, uh I, I, you know, I didn't have a lot of confidence. I, I was kind of a, like most 22-year-old men, uh, kind of a knucklehead with, you know, I had a general idea of, you know, I, I knew right from wrong. Right. And I knew this is a good path and that's a bad path and yeah. maybe I should go down this path and right. maybe that'll lead to something someday. Yeah. Or good skills. And so I did that. And, and I give the Marines a lot of credit though, because they were the ones who showed me for the first time, maybe in my life. Um, and I had played sports, so I had pushed myself, but I never pushed myself beyond what I thought was capable. I really thought this is my limit. Mm. This is my physical and mental limit is yeah. right here. And the Marines showed me it was way up here. Great. And yeah. so they pushed me way beyond my, my limits. And, and, and by doing that, they showed me if I can do what I didn't think I could, then what can I do? Right. And that was the that kind of ignited the flame in my head that said, "Well, you could be an actor. You could be a comedian. You should mm. you should go for it. Yeah. Because if you don't go for it now, you'll never know. Yeah. You'll always regret it, and you'll hate yourself for it. Yeah. And so, and I've said this before, but I I, I could live with the failure more than I could live with the not knowing. Mm. So that's that's the gist of how I kind of got started, and then of course. I stopped flying for the Marines. I, I became a ground officer, which shortened my commitment. I ended up staying in for 23 years, but it shortened my commitment at the time. It gave me the option of, of leaving active duty and joining the yeah. reserves and pursuing comedy and acting, whereas before I would have been locked into active duty probably for 20 totally. years. Totally. So, uh, so that's what I did. I, I did just that. And, and uh, we have a mutual friend, uh, Randy. Yes. And he always talks about how he... Uh, he scripts the life he wants. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love that. Yeah. And so I, I kind of was trying to do that without knowing what I was doing, but I said, okay, well, I'm going to stay in the Marines. I'm going to do this. I'm going to pursue comedy and acting and I'm going to, and it worked out. I got to New York, uh, and I just grinded for years and years and years, uh, at the upright citizens brigade theater, any stand up club, any place you could do sketch comedy. Uh, Ugh. and then, uh, I finally got a break about seven years into the grind. 
I finally got an opportunity. And that was my first big break was uh, Saturday Night Live. Oh my goodness. So then that was, that's, so that's kind of how I went from Kansas to uh, New York. So tell me about the defining moment where you truly made a decision. I would call it, uh, uh, or actually maybe it was uh, John Mayer who called it a quarter life crisis. Cause I think I was about 24 years old yep. at the time. And, uh, you know, I, I, it was that it was that critical moment. I like I said, I had my pilot's license. I was down in flight school. Uh, I'd made it through primary. I was uh, I was uh, in Corpus Christi, Texas, down at Naval Air Station, Corpus Christi, and I was working my way through the program. Um, and you know, I just had that coming to Jesus moment, I guess, where you sit there and you say, "Wait, wait a minute. What, what am I doing here? Hold on. What are my dreams? What do I care about? What do I what do I want?" how do I want to live my life? You know, all these things. And they just kind of hit me all at once. And I had a friend and I was in flight school. So I'm, I'm flying planes every day and I'm trying to keep up the syllabus and I'm, right. I'm doing okay. I'm doing fine. Um, but you know, I'm not passionate about it, Yeah. which there's a big difference. Cause when I, when I would go out with my buddies from my flight class, you know, we'd be in the bar having a beer on a Friday night and they're over the corner talking with their hands about, you know, that day's flight. They're all oh, the breakup and yeah. rendezvous was amazing. And well, I lost about 2,000 feet altitude. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and I'm, I'm sitting there going, let's go talk to the girls, you know, let's do something else. You <laughs> yeah. know? And so I figured, um, you know, maybe I, you know, if I'm going to be flying off a ship at night, you know, I, I better be passionate about it like they are. Right. Um, so I, I went through all these questions and stuff. And I had a friend from, from college call me who was up in Chicago doing improv. And he's like, dude, everything we did in college, it has a name. It's called improv. And I'm telling you, you can do this. You're better than half the guys up here. You got to give it a shot. Uh, so I heard that. I was like, oh, you know, like just, it just all these signs and signals and questions yeah. were coming at me at once. Right. And, and, you know, like I said, I was kind of a, you know, a typical 23, 40 year old guy, which was like, just go through life, mm -hmm. get up every day, handle your business, go to bed, you know, yeah. maybe party on Friday. That was it, you know? Right. And so not much laser focus on higher office or anything like that. Right. It was just kind of, going through the motions but for whatever reason i started to question a lot of things and about where i was and what i really wanted and it all started because i read a book by tony robbins <laughs> unlimited power I, 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 I read it and they had such great questions in there and he had such great i don't know it just you know they say the the teacher shows up when the student's ready yeah and so i was ready i guess because i i I was burning with these questions, yeah. these, these doubts, maybe, and, and right. concerns about, you know, I could have gone that path and it would have been fine. Yeah. But I, it was that, and so I read that book at just that moment and, and boy, all that hit me like a ton of bricks. So I made the first adult decision I ever made that I would call my own yeah. and solely my own was to join the Marine Corps. Yeah. That was all me. I had to make that. No one else could make that for me. Mm -hmm. No one else could, you know, stop me, whatever. The second one was whether or not I was going to continue flying or not for the Marines. Mm. And I'd never quit anything in my life. So quitting, I had a real bad taste in my mouth about it. I yeah. didn't like it. I didn't like the idea of it. I didn't want it to be something that I started and continued. I just really abhorred it. It's yeah. like debt. I hate debt and I hate quitting. So I, I just don't like those things. Same. <laughs> so, so I was like, all right, well, I was really wrestling with this. So I went down to the beach, you know, very, you know, um dramatic i guess and i i said okay well and i'm praying about it i'm thinking yeah. about it i'm going through it and i'm i said well listen if i 
if I quit flight school, let's run through that scenario, pros and cons and out. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I stay pro and con and out. And I just said, well, listen, if I, if I end up quitting flight school, it's got to count. It's got to matter. I can't just do this in the hopes of, you know, and then blow that off, you know, like, I, right. It's a big thing. Yeah. So I opened the back of that, that book. I was reading that TR book and I wrote the first thing I wrote in the back of the book was, and you know, if you're going for it, go for it. Right. You know, don't aim low. Aim oh, high. That's right. So I said, if I quit flight school, I am going to get on Saturday night live. And I just wrote it. That was the first thing I wrote. And that was September of 94 and cut to September 2004. I get a call from Lauren Michaels asking me to join the cast of Saturday Night Live. So 10 years, almost to the day that I wrote that down, um, that call came through. And that, that 10 years was not easy. Right. That 10 years was full of night school and, um, it was full of, there was two wars. There was uh, three deployments that I went on to Liberia, to Kosovo, to Albania, to Afghanistan. 9-11 happened. I worked at the rebel piles. Uh, I was working, you know, 365 days a year, basically, because, uh, you know, I, I had multiple jobs to to pay the bills mm-hmm. and uh, and then comedy at night on top of it, you know, and, and uh, but no complaining. But that's the, you know, the, it that's wasn't like the reality. It wasn't just like 10 years went by. Yeah. It was grinding 10 years, mm-hmm. but then it happened, you know, then it happened. Then I learned another really valuable lesson, which is, okay, you got it. I didn't make any other plans beyond that. Right. So, when, so you wrote it down. <laughs> I want this in 10 years. Boom, it happens. And then I should have written down more things. Right. Yes. Because what happened was I got it. It didn't last all that long. Right. 2004, 2005. And then, um, and it was over and all of a sudden it was over and I'm sitting there going, huh? And I had to recalibrate my thinking, my, right. my dreams, my goals, my, I, I had to, I, I really had just been so myopic on that one thing. And granted it, it paid off. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it took all the manifesting and all the energy yeah. and all the effort I had, but, yeah. but it was a valuable lesson because now I don't just have one thing I'm working on. I always have a couple things uh, because if you get that one thing, you need to be ready for the next thing. You too. And I also learned a valuable lesson too, because naively, this is how naive I was. I thought I get SNL, we're golden. We're home totally. free. You know, now it's just a matter of sitting back and picking and choosing. Well, that's not, that's not how the world is. Is it not how it works? Not how it works <laughs> at all. Not even, yeah. it's laughable how right. it's not even like right. that. So I learned another value of us, which is there is no finish line. There's no finish That's line. right. It doesn't exist. There, there's no point in your life, in your career, business, entrepreneurship, acting, what, pick it. Pick whatever category. Right. There's no place where you get to go, and I'm done. Yep. Now I just sit back and collect checks. It's so you true. Know, well, maybe in business. Yeah. If you do it right in business. Right. But if you want to have purpose, if you want to. Fulfillment. Exactly. For, for, yeah. There's no finish line. And right. so that was a valuable lesson, too, that I learned, which was, oh. I, the, the grind, the hustle never stops. Yeah. So if you recalibrate your mind a little bit and get it in your head, this is how it is, then it's not so bad. Right. It's when you, when you mismanage your expectations that you get frustrated and angry mm-hmm. at the world. Cause you're like, Oh, it's, it's, um, it's like in an airport, you know, when, when 
if if they don't make an announcement, everybody starts walking around going, getting furious. Right. right. All they have to do is go, flight's delayed five minutes. Yeah, and chill everybody out. Goes, everybody goes like Everyone this. chills. Right. Yeah. So it's it just you have to manage your own expectation, mm. but you got to be real. Yeah. You can't say, I'm going to make it in two years. No, yeah. you're not. No, yeah. you're not. Right. <laughs> you got to love it. You yeah. got to, you know, I, I just want to back up for a minute because it's like this 10-year period. And and I look at it even in in my life with like business skills, speaking, all that. Same, it was ten years. Yeah. So people see things happening now, but I'm like, you don't see what was happening when I was sleeping on a mattress on the floor, grinding. <laughs> like it would be you like didn't see me do a, a one a.m. <laughs> improv jam for nine drunks down in the Lower East Village. <laughs> When they were all drunk, and the only people that weren't drunk were the guys waiting to get up on stage after me. Oh my gosh! So yeah, you didn't see that. Yeah, and that's and those are the moments. And I, one time, I gave a presentation in a janitor's closet to like two women, and I spoke as if I was in a stadium of, you know, thousands of people. Yeah. And this is, this is just so overlooked because they don't those moments, those days that are shaping you, refining you. It's almost like testing you. testing you. It's almost like God is like, how bad do you really want it, Rob? Mm-hmm. Like, how bad do you really want it? And yeah. I just feel like when you get, and if you get the opportunity then to be on SNL or to be on some of these amazing films or even produce like you have, it's like, you just kind of enjoy it more now because yes. you're like, you know, the journey it took you to get there. Right. Absolutely. And I, and I think, and I, I'm not, I'm not picking on the younger generation, but I, I think, uh, they, they, have immediate gratification syndrome. They also 100%. have a, a a thing where they're like, "I'm manifesting it." I understand that. <laughs> I hear you, but you you know, you, you got to meet God halfway. You too. You got you you got to do the work, and then maybe you know some of these things will fall into place for you. Yeah. But if you're not if you're not grinding and hustling, Will Ferrell told me uh, it takes ten years to make an overnight success. Mm-hmm. And he was right. So and and now right. you can give or take a year or two, but yeah. that's the general rule. Right. Especially if you choose a life in the arts. If you choose a life in the arts, just count on, this is again, back to managing expectations. Count on 10 years. Count on 10 years of grinding, of being told no, of being told not you. Uh, And even though you nail an audition or you know the character, you nailed it, you could play this in your sleep, not you. Right. Why? I don't know. Not you. And you just have to go back to the drawing board and go, Mm. go keep grinding and grinding. How did you learn to like not take that personal? Yeah, uh, it still hurts sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it always. Yeah, um, but you, it, it's that you build a callus. You yeah, know, you, get, you, you do, and then you realize half the time because now I'm on this side of the table sometimes, and I'm the producer, and so I'm out. I'm watching people audition for me sometimes, yeah. and, I, and I say, okay, you know, I get it now because totally. it isn't personal. It's not. Right. It's very much. I love the audition. You killed it, but this character needs this. Right. Whatever vibe, look, uh, yeah. height, uh, what you know, so you, many things. There's so many things that are out of your yeah. control. So the best thing you can do is step up yeah. there and give them your best, and then let the chips fall where they may. Oh, such good advice. But yeah, but it's so hard. Yeah, it's so hard. I bet. I want to know what it's like. I'm trying to imagine you, like <laughs> walking into SNL, like that, for- that audition. It's a process, though. You know, it's a long process. Like, what was it like, though? Like, hey, you got a gig, your first ever, you know, moment. The first day I showed up, I remember I walked in and saw some of the writers, saw some of the cast, and they were like, and we had known each other from outside of the show, but just because of the comedy world. And they were like, 
I go, I go, yeah. They go, you got hired. I was like, yes. They're like, oh, that's oh. awesome. And uh, and I remember I got my ID and stuff, which I thought, you know, thirty rock. I was like, hey, hey that's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Um. So that that was good. I, I, uh, I remember, uh, look, I mean, in the Marines, I was in many dangerous situations and none of them compared to the adrenaline rush. I had the first show, you know, and, wow. um, Ben Affleck was the, uh, he was the, uh, the he was the host and, um, and I played a fireman and it was basically an escalator had got stuck. And so we treated it as if it was an elevator. And all these people are being overdramatic or whatever okay. on an escalator. Yeah. So we had to do a rescue. And I was the guy winning rescue. But that was my first line. And just having to say, hey, can anybody hear me up there? That's all I had to do. How easy is that, right? Yeah. But I remember walking back and forth and <laughs> saying it over and over. Right. Like, you know, I mean, I was oh, You're tripping. Oh, man. Yeah, was, you're I'm tripping. I'm breathing heavy. And I'm like, oh, God. You know, and, and everybody's like, you ready? And I'm like, yeah, 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 sure, sure. Let's hit it, hit it. You know, and I had done stuff before. It's not like right. I'd never done anything before, right. but it, for whatever reason, it was all of that work, 10 years of work to that moment, and now it's happening. And and then the very surreal moment, too. My whole life, I had watched SNL, and so at the end of the show, when they're at the on the stage doing the goodnight credits, right, to be on that, standing on the stage looking back at the cameras. Oh, wow was the most surreal oh, wow. moment where I'm like, oh my God. Because they have the three cameras and you're waving goodnight and then you're shaking hands with the, the cast and hugging and because it's a long week, you know. Oh, for sure. And uh, I was like, this is this is happening. This is actually, and I'm here. So that was very special. Oh, that I was bet. Very, very special. Oh. But very surreal. Yeah. And it takes a long time to process this stuff. And when you find yourself in a scene with Liam Neeson or uh, Tom Hanks or, you know, you're doing... You know, you're doing these scenes with these guys, you know, or De Niro. All you want to do is pick up the phone and call everybody you've ever met in your entire life. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right. I go, oh my God, you will not believe what's happening. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But you can't. You yeah, gotta, you, know, you just got to stay in there. Yeah. And, oh my gosh. So uh, what was it like? Now you're doing SNL. Like, do you go back to your apartment? Like, what's life like? Like, did you have any moments of like ego? Like, I'm the shit. You know, or no. have you always stayed pretty level-headed? No ego. I, well, shoot. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's some yeah. ego, but I wouldn't say like I was cock of the walk. Yeah, know? I wasn't strutting. Yeah, because um, I, I I was uneasy. I was uneasy. You know that that environment can be uh, unnerving. Um, I bet. And so, and I was green. I was as green as a golf course. Like I I I, I knew so little. Uh, looking back now, I knew so little about. Uh, politics. I knew so little. And when I say, I, I mean that in the workplace, Yeah. not, you know, totally political climate. I'm just talking about just, you know, who to talk to, who not to talk to, who to avoid, where to spend your time, where right. to put your energy, right. you know, you know, Hey, Lauren walked in the room. Okay. You know, what does that mean? You know, yeah. Oh, I should do something. I, you know, like I, I just didn't understand a lot of the structure, I guess. Yeah. And so I, I, I never was cock of the walk and yeah. took that attitude, but, um, you know, yeah, of course, you know, the first time you, anybody ever asked for a picture or asked for an autograph, it's, there is a moment where you're like, cool. Yeah. yeah I guess. It's, yeah. Pretty cool. Oh, you saw that. Huh, did you? <laughs> and you know, but that yeah. believe me wears off right. so fast. Yeah. And it's so hollow and it's so empty and it means nothing. Yeah. And then you realize they don't care at all. They just, right. hey, you know. 
right. Oh, you, my, my, my boyfriend thinks you're funny. Can I get a picture? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I guess. You don't even yeah. want it. Why are we? Right. And then they want your time and they want your mm. energy and they want your life force and they want this and they want you're that. You're so right. And then all of a sudden you're like, I don't want to go out anymore. I don't even want to be seen. I just mm. want to get my car and just not because everybody wants something. I know. And I know, yeah. ooh, boo-hoo, boo yeah. But it, no. you know, it's, it's a, it is a thing that until you experience it, you really never you know. You really never know. Yeah. When did you learn like you needed depth, like you needed a, a couple great friends that actually cared? I was so blessed. I was blessed in my life to have good people good. in it. In yeah. my, life. my best friend, we started playing football in fifth grade. We're still, you know, best friends today. So, uh, and I, all my friends from back home. That's who I choose to hang with. That's who I choose to spend my time with. Yeah. The guys that I got into comedy with, great guys. I, I like to think, you know, I, I don't, uh, I don't want to say don't suffer fools, but I just don't put up with much weirdness or yeah. craziness. If you're going to yeah. be crazy, just take it down the road. Yeah. Um, and so I, I gravitate towards, I think, pretty decent people. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. What is? And I do, I'm a big believer in that that phrase, uh, uh, hang out with five millionaires, you'll be the sixth. Same. Right? Hang out with six losers, you'll be the, you'll be the seventh. the same. Yeah. So Absolutely. And I, I think there's a lot of truth in that. Uh-huh. I was telling my son that the other day. Yeah. And I said, hey, if you hang out with five winners, five studs, yeah. you'll probably be the sixth. So probably. True. And if you hang out with five turds, yeah. you're probably going to be the sixth. <laughs> what did he say to that? He actually, that resonated with him. Because most of my wisdom just... Yeah. You know, in one ear, out right. the other, you know. Right. Um, but that one actually, I think he was like, that's a good point, Dad. I was yeah. like, oh, real good. One. I got yeah. One. I got one in there. Yes. Yes. What has been like your, I don't know, most proud of thing you've done in your career? Like, what's been some fun? I think the I think I'm most proud of, and this is, I'm not trying to, it's not a humble brag. I'm just saying I've used what little celebrity I have to do wonderful things. Uh, in my hometown of Kansas City, we have Children's Mercy Hospital there, and I've uh, used a, a celebrity celebrity to to do a fundraiser there with other celebrities that are from Kansas City, and we raise a lot of money for Children's Mercy, awesome. and that's that's something yeah. that will live way beyond my years. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 amount of money we've raised over that the time that we've done it, the amount of help that's mm-hmm. gone directly to the hospital, the lives that have yeah. been saved, you know, like that. That's something that. That's awesome. And it was all yeah. because of my acting career. Yeah. But for that, I'm not going to get people to come out to, you know, do these events, you know. Right. So, so that's a cool thing. And then I uh, also do a lot with the veterans community. Same, same scenario where my, my celebrity has allowed me to uh, reach back into certain communities. Mm-hmm. So that's the most beneficial thing. Mm-hmm. Now, what, like, what movie did I love making the most? Or like, yeah, yeah. Like, so tell me, let's hear some stories about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've always just been really, the thing about show business, like I said, there's no finish line, but you have to do a good job. And if you do a good job, you get another opportunity. Oh. And, and so then, you know, you, you, so every time you show up, it's like a final exam. You got to kill it. You got to kill it. And then you maybe get another, but you know, you string together enough of those, you start to build up a body of work and then people can count on you and they know, oh yeah, I like, yes. you know, let's do that. Or maybe he could, and, and, you know, reputation, you know, if you're easy to work with, if you're, uh, if you're a professional, you show yeah. up, you do your work, you're courteous to the other pro- actors, you're, uh, willing to do more than is asked of you. If you do these things get remembered uh, they do, and they make a difference. They really make a difference because you can find the other stuff just as easy. Right. Uh, and you, and 
you know, if you're, cause I've been a director, I've been a producer, I've been on that side where you need, you know, this actor to, you know, you got to stay. Yeah. You got to, you, I need you. I need your A game. And I also, we were out of time. We only have time for one setup. I need you to get it in two or three takes. Uh, and then I need you to stick around for another hour because we, f- we didn't get this one shot or whatever, you know, and I, if you don't do it, it's going to screw up the chain effect that has. Totally. And so <laughs> help me, you know, and <laughs> yeah. they can say no and they can bail and they can say, uh-uh, that's what we're not. We weren't contracted for that. We weren't that. And you have to accept it. And, but the ones that say, hey, man, I'll help you out. What do you need? Yeah. You're like, oh, I'll never forget it. You just never yeah. forget it. And then you're like, next time something comes up, you pick up that phone. That's your first call. Yep. I always say how you do anything is how you do everything. And also I call it like your credit score. Mm-hmm. Like I have people in my life, like they have a credit score, meaning like if they cancel last minute and then it happens again and then they flop for them, like, dude, your credit's low and I'm not calling you. I, like, I'm not doing business with you. I'm not calling you. Yeah. Like, and I can't even count on you for a dinner in Malibu. Like, you know, like it's just your credit score is dropping and it's, it's just, it seems so elementary, but it means everything. Yeah. It does. I, I learned in the Marines, you know, you return phone calls promptly. You respond to emails and texts as promptly as you can. You know, uh, it's just a respect thing. You respect people's time. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it's so funny though, because I, I think, and again, I'm not picking on it, but artists in general, they're just not laser focused. So, you know, yeah. I mean, you got to call and call and call. You're like, dude, do you want to do this project or not? Like, come on. Yeah. You're killing me right now. Yeah. So it's credit score. It goes to what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, I look at your career and everybody, oh my gosh, like we'll put in the show notes, everything that you've done, all your bodies. It's just incredible. Like truly I'm <laughs> sitting with a legend no, not in legend. the presence of greatness. <laughs> you know, I, um, I, I have so many, so many questions and I, you know, at some point we even need to go deeper because it's like, I just think of this, just the knowledge you have of just the years of creating and, and knocking on doors and getting opportunities, you know, have, have you, you know, now looking at your career, how do you choose what to do? Like, would you rather produce? Would you rather direct? Would you rather act? You know, and, and, and what is, what does that look like in your day to day with having kids? Yeah. Well, I'd like to act first. That's always my first love. Uh, and I'll stay in front of the camera as long as it'll have me. As long as anybody will have me, I'll stay in front of it. But, you know, uh, uh, second to that would be writing and, and and then directing and then producing. And we were, I kind of mentioned that yeah. earlier, like producing is just solving people's problems. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. So, yeah. Uh, uh, but but I do, I, I love all the elements. I have such respect for all the elements because um, you need them all. What last remarks would you give anybody, like people that listen and watch this show, they want more for their life. They they want to live a life by design. Like truly that is who listens to this and like just what you've done and like those 10 years of your perseverance, it, it just, it, it's like where a lot of these people are right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, I could quit. I could keep going. What advice would you give them? Oh man. There's so much advice to be given. Uh, little tip. Yeah. Little tip. Um, well, I, okay. So uh, we have a saying in the Marines: "Keep it simple, stupid." Kiss, kiss that. is the acronym. I love that. So keep keep it simple, stupid. What's and and to me, what that means is just do the foundational stuff 
And, and you will, if you do that, the rest will build itself. What is that? That is to me, it is know yourself. Okay. You got to know yourself. Yeah. Um, you got to know what you want, right? If you don't know what you want, you're wasting everybody's time. You're just straight a ship up without a rudder. You're straight just up floating. Yeah. So, so know who you are and what does that mean? I mean, you have to discover for yourself, but dis- to discover who you are, like what, what, what are you good at? What are you bad at? What do you like? What do you don't like? What, where are your flaws? Where are your weaknesses? Work to improve those. Where are your strengths? Work to enhance those. You know, like know yourself, know where, what you want. Those are two huge things. And then uh, don't make any excuses. That's right. You know, the excuses are the easiest thing in the world. It's the easiest out. We're all victims. Okay. We're all victims of something. Mm. Um, but don't let that be your excuse. You know, it's when you take uh, ownership, good or bad, uh, that's when things turn around in your life is when you say, hey, uh, you know, I am where I am today because of this, you know, and I screwed up and I did this wrong. It doesn't mean you have to attach shame to it. I think that's what people get weighed down by the shame of a failure and a failure is not a failure uh, until you quit or until you allow that shame to wash over, you know, stand into it, lean into it. You know what? I could have done that better and I didn't, but that doesn't mean I'm a terrible person. Right. And so what it means is I just learned something and now I'm better. And so uh, another foundational thing is keep moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. A great, great saying is your future needs you a lot more than your past. Mm. Right. And I'm a big believer in that. So foundational stuff, do that stuff. And, um, and then just don't be talked out of it. Just go for it. Yeah. You're the definition of going for it. And I (laughs) I cannot wait to see what else you put out in the world. Your greatness. You absolutely are. And it's such a gift to learn from you. And just like just being with you even today and just hearing bits, you know, people can see in the public world of the great comedy you've put out and the accolades and the this and the that, but like truly to know what kind of man you are and your mission. And I know like you're just getting started and you have so much to teach people, not only in the arts, but in sales and business and life and personal development. So follow Rob wherever, Instagram, is that the place? I'm on Instagram and Facebook, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Twitter. I, I, I'm so bad at this stuff. I got to get better. Yeah. That's one thing. 23, I'm going to work on. Yes, that. we're going to do it. Well, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> thank you. And all that right back at you. I hope you know that. Thank you. 